Listening Dog Media. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Offside Rule Euro Show with Kate Vorsay, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Brought to you by HTC, official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Hello, this is the Offside Rule Euro Show, the review show brought to you by HTC, official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. So it is what it says on the tin. We are going to review everything that's happened in match week four. And when I say we, I mean myself, Lindsay Hooper, joined by... Hayley McQueen. Kate Borsay, hello. Thank you for joining me in my humble abode, girls. We are in my flat for this one. Um, you enjoying the, the football on in the background? I am, yes. I've got my HTC football feed here, which is brilliant for keeping up to date on the stuff that you can't necessarily get from the TV. Um, so we're just geeking away, aren't we, really? We also have our very own website, offsiderulepodcast.com, offsiderule-europeanfootball.com if you'd like to go direct to our European mini-site. And on Twitter, at offsiderulepod is how you can give us a follow and interact week to week and enter competitions. More on that to come later. Uh, We're going to start, though, by talking topic one. We're going straight in because we'll be giving results away as we talk, girls, so we don't need to go through listing all the results in the Champions League and Europa League. Uh, We'll talk about it. So, flying or lowering the flag. I love that, how the Queen, if if the flag's up, you know she's in. Uh, If it's down, she's out. She's out more than she's in. I don't know whether you've noticed that living in London. She's having a great time, isn't she? She's out painting the town, literally. I noticed the flag was up tonight. It's because she was watching Europa League football. That's as we're recording. Uh, anyway, with only two match weeks left, some teams have already qualified for the knockout stages. We're going to give you a, an update on that later on. And also we've got KP, Kate Partridge, with her Eurobytes. But I'd like to an update first, girls, from both of you on where we stand with UK teams. Are we flying the flag or, in some cases, are we lowering them? We're going to go out for a bit. Uh, Hayley, I'm going to start with you because you're going to give us a progress report on all things Liverpool and 
Man City. Yeah, well, it's been so disappointing for English teams in this particular match week of the Champions League. Two points from four Premier League teams in action. Really disappointing. Really low on goals as well. I expected so much from this season, particularly with Liverpool, of course, really encouraged by Brendan Rodgers and what we saw last season. We knew that Luis Suarez leaving was going to have a real big impact on the side, but not as big as it is. It's been fireworks aplenty this week, hasn't it? But Balotelli, he's just nowhere to be seen, no fireworks in any bathrooms or on the pitch, so to speak. He's been very quiet indeed, as have Liverpool. All quiet at Anfield, these famous Champions League nights, which they've been so waiting for after five years in the wilderness, just crashed and burned, literally. Can I just chip in and say, I actually think Liverpool put in one of the most respectable performances out of the Premier League in terms of this match week, because all the other teams were pretty bad. They were, considering the team that they put out as well. I was quite surprised at that. But Real Madrid at top of Liverpool's group. Uh, Basel are just behind them. Liverpool level on points, just three points with Ludgoretz, who I tipped in the preview show as actually potentially qualifying. But that's not to be because uh, Basel beat them 4-0. Liverpool actually lost to Basel. And uh, beat Ludgoretz 2-1. So the Ludgoretz win was the only win that they've had. In fact, it's the only game where they've scored goals. Yes, Balotelli scored in the 82nd minute, but that's pretty much all we've seen from him. Steven Gerrard as well, but that was just a penalty. The fact that they scored over 100 times last season in all competitions, yet without Suarez and with the real problem of, of course, Daniel Sturridge and his injuries, they're just not getting the goals from anywhere. Their real pressing, passing, attacking of last season is just lacking this season. Well, before I talk about Manchester City. I'm sure you've heard enough of me. Uh, let's head over to Kate, who's going to tell us about how Arsenal have been getting on. And as I've got my football feed up on, I can check through the tables as well and just give you a quick update on Arsenal. They're second in Group D. They are five points behind Borussia Dortmund, who top the group. Next team down, Anderlecht in third, are five points behind them. So it looks likely, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the word likely, that they'll go through to the last 16. But... They never make it easy for themselves. And we have this discussion about Arsenal time and time again. Dortmund are by far and away running away with the group. Okay, fine. So Arsenal likely to finish in second. What's really frustrating about them is they go and get pummeled by Borussia Dortmund in their first game. In their second game, they put in a really good performance against Galatasaray. They're kind of okay against Anderlecht the week after. This week against Anderlecht, well, they end up with a draw because from being three goals up in the first half, they then concede three to earn themselves or I almost want to say lose themselves the win and end up with a draw. A really frustrating performance by them. It led Paul Merson, actually. I was having a quick flick on Sky afterwards. He called them tactically clueless. I wouldn't necessarily say it's all about tactics. I'd say it's about the fact that Arsene Wenger's he's got to shore up his defence. He can't he can't just blame the players for this. They're missing something, missing solid defenders, but also they've got no structure and there's no verve in their performance either. And that's been the case. It's been so frustrating. And I keep saying this word, but they keep putting in a great performance and they're not putting in a great performance. And it's really inconsistent. I do feel sorry for Arsenal fans. The final two matches are against Dortmund. That one's coming up next. And that's what we've got competition tickets for, by the way. So stay tuned to find out how you can win that after I've completed hammered Arsenal <laughs> um, and then they've got Galatasaray on the 9th of December they are pretty safe as I have said but when it comes to Arsenal never say never 
I wish I could give you a ray of light from the Europa League, ladies, but there isn't a ray of light beaming here either. Um, Celtic, I'll just pitch in with how they're doing. Um, They could have actually qualified this match week. Um, Johansson did score for them on 32 minutes, but they ended up drawing with Astra one all. Um, And Celtic, they failed in that respect to become the first Scottish team to win in Romania. And in doing so, they also failed to become the first Scottish team to qualify from a European group stage with two rounds remaining. They could have done that. Uh, very disappointing a real foggy night a foggy performance all round Um, I'm sure they will ease their way through in the next two games but wouldn't it have been great to have broken those records and have have gone out on such a, a high early on I think you're setting your standards way too high. I didn't expect anything from Celtic come this Europa League campaign. The fact that they're like every other British team, no one's qualified yet. I don't, I don't think there's anything to kind of hammer them about here. I think, OK, foggy foggy conditions, tricky away trip. I think they did OK. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that they, they failed to deliver in the sense that it was all on a plate for them. It was within their own control. Um, also, they should still qualify, but... Who knows whether they'll top the group, which is what they should have done. Um, And also, they're five points clear of Dynamo Zagreb. Salzburg and Zagreb are still to play. So they've got Salzburg at home next and then Dynamo Zagreb away. Uh, We'll go back to Champions League then. Um, I'm glad you defended Celtic, though. You'll definitely be in their good books. Hayley McQueen, you've got Man City. Well, we're talking about defences, weren't you, Kate, with Arsenal. Real trouble with Liverpool as well. I should have mentioned Mignolet, of course. I don't know what on earth is going on there. Could have done with potentially a whole different keeper, maybe gone and signed somebody in the summer. But hey-ho, Joe Hart, Manchester City, they stuck with him, and I think rightly so. One of my favourite players, a really good guy as well. However, Manchester City, defensively, absolutely woeful. We can't put all the blame onto Joe Hart, but they keep conceding goals. They were an absolute mess in the most recent game. Um, They've actually got Bayern Munich at home to come. They go away to Roma. I just can't see them getting anything from it. I think confidence as well. You think of a City side and you talk about them lacking confidence in the Champions League and it's almost laughable, but actually I do think they're lacking confidence. Even Pellegrini himself has said he just doesn't understand. I think they've regressed. The last two games obviously must win games and they've now twice failed to make it out of the group stages in the Champions League. They've never gone beyond the last 16. The uh, owners of the club had said the quarterfinals are target at least. And I think a club of this scale should be going through and should be putting up more of a fight. But I think with Bayern already qualified, perhaps when they go into this Bayern Munich game, Pep Guardiola may just rest some of his players. City might have it a bit easier. I don't quite think that's going to happen. The £49 million financial fair play fine and all that happened with that in the summer and the, you know, the reduction of the squad, I don't think that's helped, but I don't think that's to blame. I think the defence, for some reason, this Champions League, for me, has been to blame. Well, there's a side left in the Champions League, a UK side, and many would say this is the side that potentially could go on to win it, if, if any UK side does. That's Chelsea, Kate Borsay. How are they doing? Well, if you'd have asked me after last match week, I'd have been singing their plaudits, but a bit of a dodgy performance this match week has struck them back a little bit. Poor in suffering a draw against bottom of the group Maribor this week, especially after that 6-0 win at home. And didn't Hazard miss a penalty? He doesn't miss penalties. How could he? How can you miss a penalty, Hazard? But at least they maintained 
all their players on the pitch, Hayley McQueen, which, of course, after City finished with nine men, can't be said for them. So uh, I think Chelsea are a little bit hungover this week, but that's not necessarily a bad thing as far as I'm concerned because this was the result to be hungover for. I think that they can brush this under the carpet um, and take it as a bit of a warning. So Chelsea sit top of Group G on eight points. Schalke sit in second um, and they're three points behind Chelsea. Sporting sit in third on four points. So they've got Schalke away, Sporting at home next. I think that I think this will be manageable for them. I have to say I'd be very surprised if Chelsea didn't go through to the last 16. As I said, a warning this week. So beware complacency, Chelsea players. Uh, I know Mourinho criticised their focus as well and was in a pretty sour mood after the game. Beware the wrath of your manager too, I'd also like to add. Well, I'm piping up about the Europa League again. Um, Kate Partridge will update us on Everton. That was the later kickoff, wasn't it? So I'll I'll go for Spurs just for time's sake. So Asteras won Spurs 2. They got that away trip. Um, I have to say that Spurs dominated the first half. Harry Kane getting on the score sheet again. Um, he is their overall top goal scorer in all competitions. Andros Townsend scoring a penalty. Uh, was tighter in the second half. Um, we saw that Asteras scored and Fazio was sent off for a second time in just seven Tottenham appearances. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be very popular with Pochettino this evening. Um, another win, it will be job done for Spurs, so nothing to fear really. The next two fixtures, Partizan Belgrade at home and Besiktas away. Hi, I'm Neil Lennon and you're listening to the Offside Rule. We get it. These girls know what they're talking about. Well, we move on in our review show. Um, before we get to topic two, though, girls, HTC and UEFA are teaming up to offer you the chance for another competition. It's tickets Ooh. to go and see Arsenal play Borussia Dortmund at the Emirates. And it's on Wednesday, the 26th of November. So if you're free and you'd like to win a pair of tickets to go along to that, all you need to do is answer this question. Kate Borsay. So HTC would like to know which star striker moved from Dortmund to Bundesliga rivals Bayern Munich this year. Yeah. And the closing date for that is midnight Wednesday, the 19th of November. You can have a think. You might want to use your blink feed and stuff like that. It might help you as well. Um, answers via Twitter, please, or online. You can use the hashtag HTC Offside. We'll find you. And there's the website, offsiderule-europeanfootball.com, and you can enter that way as well. Terms and conditions for this week's HTC competition are on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com. So I was teasing you earlier about the Everton result and we'll update you on all things Everton. If you are from the blue side of Merseyside, you need wait no longer. Also, other teams that have already qualified are all summed up with KP's Eurobytes. Here she is. Eurobytes with Kate Partridge. While the Premier League's finest were woefully winless among Europe's creme de la creme in week four, the rest of the continent served up some quality qualifiers with two games to go. Spain's two super clubs have 20 European final appearances between them and are on course for a 21st. Lionel Messi's record equaling goals put Barcelona into the last 16 after Cristiano Ronaldo's lack of them didn't stop Real also progressing. But it isn't a Leo or a Ronnie who's trying on the golden boot. 
shoot. Shakhtar Donetsk frontman Luis Adriano is the tournament's top target man with nine goals, following a hat-trick in the 5-0 hammering of Bate Borisov, spreading some Eastern magic among the Western Wizards. Elsewhere, twice European champions Porto are second and unbeaten in Portugal and qualified with a routine 2 0 at Athletic Bilbao, while in France, PSG proved they could progress without relying on Zlatan because they have Edinson Cavani. Q one hunting celebration after a first-minute turn and volley that was the undoing of Apoel Nicosia. Second and unbeaten in Ligue 1, Laurent Blanc's Oms are also into the last 16. In Germany, it was a tale of the usual two cities. Borussia Dortmund, fresh from a late 2-1 defeat at Bayern Munich in Der Klassiker, are a shocking second bottom in the Bundesliga, but they're brilliant in Europe. Jurgen Klopp's bright yellow charges romped home with a routine 4-1 victory over Galatasaray. As for Bayern, their 2-0 breeze past Roma at the Allianz has already decided the winners of Group E. Strikes from Frank Ribéry and Mario Goetze meant Pep Guardiola's men are 100% in Europe, as well as unbeaten and four points clear at home. One could say Bayern ominous. And another German hit the heights in the Europa League. Veteran striker Kevin Karanyi fired 100% as Dinamo Moscow into the last 32 with a 1-0 win over Esteril Pryor. While it was a Spanish Red Bull who sent Salzburg through, the prolific Jonathan Soriano with a hat-trick in a 5-1 squashing of Dinamo Zagreb. However, let's end on a positive note for the home nations. Messrs Osman, Jagielka and Naismith meant Everton's 3-0 victory over Lille keeps the Toffees top of Group H. So perhaps week five we'll see some British cream joining Europe's creme de la creme. Thank you very much to Kate Partridge and you can read KP's Eurobytes blog as well. That will be going up on the website very soon. Shall I just say that once more? Yeah, uh, offside rule hyphen europeanfootball.com because it is one to note down, I think. Uh, let's move on to topic two, Europe's all-time big chokers. I know that Kate Borsay wanted to call this Champions League chokers. <laughs> you were desperate. I was, and then you told me to put the Europa League in it as well, which is totally fair enough. And then for punishment, I assigned you with the Europa League. <laughs> you did, yes. You did <laughs> tick me off, rather, by giving me the Europa League. So that means we're going to start with Hayley. Uh, we're going to go back over Champions League and Europa League history. There have been a fair few occasions, haven't there, where teams have been prone to just letting things just go out of their control. Mm. It's just gone spiralling downwards. I want you to give one example of a team choking, please. And you get Champions League because you're the face of Champions League on Sky. I've been a bit naughty with this one. Oh, yes, I hear you both say. I've actually gone with the player and it's a very, very surprising stat. It's actually Lionel Messi, who is a choker in the latter stages of the Champions League. Whenever his side is eliminated... He fails to deliver and I have the stats and the facts to back it up. I've just been having a little look because I was, of course, researching teams. have been plenty. Manchester United being one of those in recent years as well. But his average goal per match or the percentage scored of his team's goal when he plays in the latter stages of a competition have been really poor indeed. The only goals that have come in finals have been against Manchester United. That's right. In 17 games, this is actually Champions League and World Cup games with a Coppa Italia thrown in, just to kind of round it all up. In 17 games, he's actually only scored two goals. Those were two goals in the Champions League against Manchester United. He's helped in and weighed in with 17 goals. So he's provided the assist or been involved in a link-up play to, to, to get the final goal uh, in Europe. But actually, the harsh truth of it is whenever Barcelona and Argentina have been eliminated, but particularly Barcelona, he's just let down his team. Playing in finals as well, just for some reason, 
I'm not saying he's not playing brilliant football. He just can't manage to score. It's really weird. It's like there's a bit of a curse on him. On to Europa League chokers. Okay, I'm going to look at Benfica, currently in the Champions League. But as far as the Europa League goes, they choke in the final. They've made quite a few finals, actually, but the last two successively. Last season, they uh, bombed out to Sevilla. Uh, it ended up going to extra time and penalties. Benfica had most of the play, actually, but they choked and they crashed out. Uh, they, they, it just all went wrong in the penalties, basically. The year before, we know that that's when Chelsea won it. They also, of course, played Benfica. It took Ivanovic's injury time header to secure Chelsea the win. Again, Benfica choked right at the last minute. In fact... Benfica attribute this to a curse. I know we spoke about Lionel Messi being cursed, but they have seven times been European finalists since one of their former managers, Bella Gutman, was denied a pay rise and promptly declared that the club would not succeed on the continent for 100 years. So seven finals since then, and they've choked on every single one. What poor luck is this? The so-called hex uh, struck again. How many years are left on it? Uh, well, the hex was made in uh, 1962. So I hate to say it, Benfica fans, you got quite a lot of bad luck still to come. I do feel really guilty now after you've gone through all of that. My messy stat just sort of pales into insignificance. <laughs> However, it was going back to the 2005-2006 season, so there you go. But I do feel really bad. Lionel Messi, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm really, really sorry about that, OK? Over to you, Lindsay. No, she's not. No, she's not. Um, I'm going to go for a Champions League team because I had the choice of either. And I've gone for a spell in history where they were chokers. They are no longer chokers. They made up for it in 2013. So we're talking about Bayern Munich and we're talking about the lead up before they won at Wembley uh, in 2013. Uh, so we, we know quite a lot of their history. Um, their domestic form was brilliant. Um, it was always when it came to European finals and getting to European finals in particular Champions League, that they were getting upset on quite a few occasions. In fact, overall, Bayern Munich have lost five European Cup finals, the most in the competition along with Juventus and Benfica. But it's the manner of those losses, isn't it, that's been the, the worst about them. Of the five finals they lost, Bayern went into four of them as favourites and ended up without the trophy. Um, here's a few examples then. So there's the Man United match, which Hayley McQueen will remember well. In fact, we've talked about it on other podcasts. 1999, 2-0 down Manchester United were and they came back. You remember that? Mm -hmm, I do. That was one example of them choking because in that final they were favourites, they were expected to win and the worst thing about those two goals is they both came in added time as well, didn't they? Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and uh, Teddy Sheringham. Then fast forward again a few years, 2012 and I think this is the worst one actually because they fell at home to Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, Bayern had, had got loads of things going for them. They faced Chelsea in the final at the Allianz Arena. They've got the home crowd behind them. Um, there'd been some changes as well at Chelsea because um, Andre Villas-Boas had been sacked. In comes Roberto Di Matteo. Um, there were also quite a few players that were missing in that game as well. They hadn't been doing so well in the in the Premier League. Chelsea at that point, they got a little bit off the boil. Um, there was Branislav Ivanovic out, Raul Morelles out, Ramirez Mirez out uh, because of yellow cards and things like that. John Terry, famously, we know that he crops up in the photo with the trophy, um, but he was missing after he was sent off for a stamp on Alexis Sanchez. Um, so 
there were so many things that you didn't think it was going to be Chelsea who would win. Also, the game stats, Bayern Munich dominated so much. They had 43 attempts on goal and Chelsea had just nine in that final. Ridiculous. And then they lose. They go and lose. So they were chokers for that period and and then came back in 2013. I guess we'll wait to see what happens this year. Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats and news on the HTC Football Feed app. Available for free on Google Play. That's it for this match week in the UEFA Champions League and Europa League. A reminder, because Hayley McQueen's saying to me now, I am going to go on Twitter, I am going to tweet and back up what I've said about Messi. Are you going to do that? I am. I will type it all out with my freshly painted autumnal coloured nails and I will put it out there for you all to see. Not my nails, the, the facts. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um, one final reminder as well that if you'd like to enter our competition... One final reminder as well that if you'd like to enter the current competition we're running, HTC and UEFA are giving you the chance to win a pair of tickets to see Arsenal play Borussia Dortmund. It's at the Emirates on Wednesday the 26th of November. All you have to do to be able to win that pair is answer this question. Which star striker moved from Dortmund to Bundesliga rivals Bayern Munich earlier this year? You can answer and use the hashtag HTC Offside if you're using Twitter or you can go to the website Offside Rule europeanfootball.com and enter that way. The closing date is midnight Wednesday, the 19th of November. Uh, I'm going to love and leave you both girls. I'm going to waddle off. (laughs) Go waddling off. We'll speak to you next match week. Check out the European football section on our website. OffsideRulePodcast.com Sports Social Podcast Network It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.